welcome to another episode of Provoke, the podcast that takes a provocative look at advertising as a whole. I'm your host, Brian Wilder. Hey, and I'm Kelsey Shalou. <laughs> Normally you give me like a nice little introduction. <laughs> and we have in the studio as always, Kelsey, how you doing, Kelsey? Oh, I'm really doing good, Brian. Thanks for asking. Oh, it's Monday. <laughs> uh, hey. Everybody is here and accounted for in the studio. And um, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about brand loyalty, right? Um, So loyalty. I feel like more of like the movement of brand loyalty. Yeah, like kind of where it's. Where it's at. Yeah. Where where it's come from, where it is now, where it's kind of heading in the future. Um, um, There are a lot of kind of just applications that have allowed I me mean, aside from social media which is being the big one mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of like applications that allow people to kind of really mold exactly what a brand looks like in this day and age and like how it operates and really expose brands for what they're what they kind of support and what they don't yeah what they're all about Right. And so all of that kind combined kind of tends to affect brand stickiness, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. determining whether or not a consumer or consumer base stays with a brand or st- sticks with a brand for any given uh, period of time. Mm-hmm. And so to kind of jump into the conversation, let's let's start by talking about like some brands that we're loyal to. Sure. Well, I think when I think of brand loyalty, just mm-hmm. in general, I think of my mom and dad. Right. I right. think like of just like. There was only ever one type of spaghetti sauce. Okay. And there was yeah. no, you don't stray away from that. Right. But like, I don't care what mm-hmm. kind of spaghetti sauce I have or peanut butter or whatever it might be. Right. But growing up, like the cabinet, like week to week, month to month, like pretty much always looked the same. Like mm-hmm. there was always the same players in there. I don't really feel that brand loyal to that many things. But okay. in preparation for this conversation, the obvious brand loyalty that I have and can't see myself straying away from is Apple. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's talk but about it. with this, it's kind of like, okay, well, Apple and Androids, they, I guess, I don't know. It's kind of like I will continue to use and purchase Apple products because I like I know how, one, I know how to interact with it because it's super easy and Mm -hmm, user-friendly. I'm not doing anything crazy that Apple can't support. Right. And it's it's what I have started with, so all of my other devices in 2018 are all also compatible with Apple. Of course. So at that point, it's like you're already so deep into the game that you can't, you almost can't even get out of it. (laughs) Like if I want a different, like if I'm going to say, you know, I'm over the iPhone, I'm going to convert, then I have like, one player of my phone and then my computer would therefore not mm-hmm. no longer be compatible the way that I have it. So it's almost like I'm just in the prison of Apple at this point and it's okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I am not complaining about it. So is it loyalty or Stockholm? I know. No, it, I mean, it's got to be loyalty because nothing like I will continue to opt for Apple, not just because I'm like, oh, well, they won't be compatible, but because I enjoy the product. Right. Um, but at the same time, like when I got my first iPhone, there was really no competition. There wasn't anyone else that was producing anything that was just as good or better than. Now there probably are people that would argue that, you know, Google or Samsung or et cetera are doing things better. Mm-hmm. So like at that point, was it even brand loyalty or was it just your preference? And like, what's the difference between preferring something and having brand loyalty to something? Because mm. we were talking, I was asking some people in the field what they thought about brand loyalty. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, what about like 
Chipotle and Moe's? Like, are you brand loyal to Chipotle over Moe's? Or are they so different than they offer different things that you just have a preference over? And same with like Starbucks and Dunkin'. Like, they're not the same, even though they might sell coffee. Like, they're very different. So is it just a preference or is it a brand loyalty? Whereas like a toothpaste, you could have like two identical performing toothpaste just with a different logo on it. Then you pick one because you're brand loyal. But like... Even with, you know, tech, Apple products versus Android products and like Chipotle versus Moe's, where does preference and brand loyalty come into the, you know, are, are they different? I think it starts out with preference. Mm-hmm. Um, I always use the analogy of like, or the comparison between Target and Walmart. Okay. I mean, they essentially sell the same products. Yeah. I would argue that Walmart probably has a much probably larger more, selection. For sure. Um, but there are people who tend to mm-hmm. kind of gravitate towards Target because it's a certain there's a certain lifestyle that mm-hmm. that a Target shopper purports mm-hmm. over someone from Walmart. Um, and so I think it starts with a preference, and then over time, because you just you do it for so long, or you just condi- through conditioning it, right. becomes a habit. It, of be- it kind of evolves loyalty. into loyalty, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, I see. When I think of like, I don't have a ton of like. Like personal care products, mm-hmm. but when it comes to that stuff, like I don't, I don't care what kind of toothpaste or toothbrush or right, like especially shampoo and conditioner. I am in the game for shampoo and conditioner. Like, let me <laughs> know what's going on. I want to try you guys. I want to try you guys. I want to see. Right. I just like the experimentation. Right. I'm not like gonna go and be like, oh my god, they don't have this one. No. Um, but at my parents' house, it's the same all, all the time. Nothing ever changes. It never changes. No, they just like move different rooms. But like, so you you kind of, it's safe to say you kind of grew up Absolutely. seeing that that staunch brand Absolutely. loyalty in play. So For sure. what happens as you get older? Like what what changes? I mean, I think one information is so accessible that it's so easy for you or I to say okay well it's not just like what it's not it's no longer just like what I'm influenced by in the store like if I go into the store and there's you know a like a cheaper or a more expensive or um more affordable whatever Mm -hmm. maybe that's how you're basing your decision because that's kind of the only information you have um or just like maybe like word of mouth okay but now it's like word of mouth times like a thousand because you can share with anyone everywhere all the time and i mean that's just from voices on social that's yelp that's google reviews that's Mm -hmm. what are your favorite influencers using what are the companies that you like like who are they back to our episode that we did a couple weeks ago who are they collaborating with Mm -hmm. um and i feel like the as like Access to information increases, your ability to be like influenced also would increase because you have more people that you care about or interested in telling you what worked for them or not. Right. Like if REI shouted out these pair of hiking boots, I'd probably be more influenced to go check them out as opposed to if I just saw an advertisement for them without any like backup. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I guess brand loyalty, I feel like, is we're becoming less brand loyal because. The access to information. Also, I feel like everyone has a com- every single person has their own company now. <laughs> so it's like there's so many more people to pick and right. choose from. Whereas, like, I don't know, not that like my parents only had like one grocery store to go to, mm-hmm. but I feel like there there wasn't like a Trader Joe's and a Whole Foods and a Lucky's and a Publix and a it was just like the one store you went to and that's like what right. you did. But now you can buy like all Trader Joe's product branded everything mm-hmm. or Whole Foods everything. Um, and that's not just with food. That's kind of with everything. Right. Um, 
So it's just a matter of like options, just having yeah, more options. options. There's so many options, even to like people selling like little, um, like natural care products on their like Etsy website mm-hmm. or like their lifestyle blog or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Like there's people doing everything. Um, so yeah, I think just like options have increased and people, I don't know if people care that much about like continuing to rep the same thing um, as far, or or maybe it's like trust, okay. Maybe it's like trust that like people are producing good things. Like I feel like my parents would always buy the same spaghetti sauce because they could trust that it was good, that they knew that they liked it. Right. But like, I feel like maybe people just are like, okay, well you made it to the store. You gotta be like decent. I don't know. Mm, like a trust okay. in a company that like you've made it this far. So like why, why shouldn't I purchase you um just or be try the, you. The, the customer journey yeah. like you, you went through all of that energy to get to get to, there so like it's got to hmm. be worthy of the purchase but some things aren't that's for right. sure but like so let's 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 talk about that a little more are there certain categories or certain types of products that demand loyalty yeah. more than others based on my conversation with some people at lunch today it sounds like the personal care items mm-hmm. Like, you're always going to buy the same thing. Like, the toilet paper you use. Like, you have a personal relationship with the type of toilet paper you're using. So, like, you're <laughs> yes, always going to go. Exactly. You're always going to go the same route. Um, so, I think, like, things that you use maybe, like, habitually are maybe more brand loyal. But okay. the, um, like, food in the grocery store, everyone said it doesn't really matter, like, mm-hmm. who it comes from. Um, one person was extraordinarily brand loyal to Tropicana, but that's that's okay. their own thing. Okay. Um but it sounds like the and like some of the girls um, were saying like different makeup cosmetics and stuff like uh-huh. they know what works for their skin. Right. So they just like always they're like, even if it's more expensive, like I'll still go for it because it it works for me. Um, but like for me, I think just like tech stuff like tech, I can see like f- Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been really brand loyal to Apple Music up to this point. But okay. I think after my my student like subscription service ends, <laughs> I'm gonna switch over to Spotify because I'm kind of over Apple Music. Okay. Um, I'm, I don't. I really don't feel like I'm extraordinarily brand loyal to anything, except the only thing that I can think of that I have multiple things of that I would not stray away from is Apple products. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't know if there's too many things I'm really brand loyal to. Right. So I, I now that I've I'm I'm old enough to kind of like, you know, take care of myself, I, I've noticed that the brands that I buy now, mm-hmm. I buy almost sheerly out of just this knee jerk response to how I grew up. Right. Um, well, growing up, we always bought like the store brand version or mm-hmm. like the no name, no frills version mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. And so it was always, it was almost like this, this, this goal, so to speak, mm. like, oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to have Tide in my house because <laughs> yeah. we didn't have Tide growing <laughs> up. And, um, and so I think a lot of the, again, a lot of the brands that I, that I kind of purchase nowadays yeah. are because, you know, I didn't have the mm. Tides and the, 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 the Palm Olives and the, the, all the other like name brands yeah. that I, I saw my friends had in their homes from growing up. And so um, I think there's a there's a, there, obviously there are different reasons as to why. And I don't even necessarily think that that's a, a matter of brand loyalty. More than it is just like, 
brand overload mm. because I just didn't have those was, brands. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, again, what are they really all about? Right. Let me see. And even then, it's not even a matter of like, oh, I'm just trying to research a bunch of different ones and see right. what sticks. It's just, oh, that's the the shiny, fancy, colorful package <laughs> that I didn't have, and I'm like, gotta have that in my house, even though it's not. It's nine times out of ten, it's not intrinsically better than the store brand. Yeah, or that's some the thing other too. Brand. Is it's is there even a difference right. between quality of product or not? Right. Right. Or is it just like a price thing and like the shiny packaging? Right. Um, so I think certain categories, in my opinion, I, there are certain categories that definitely are going to lend themselves more to a certain level of loyalty than others. Um, mm-hmm. You had mentioned toilet paper. And mm-hmm. that's an interesting one that you brought up because toilet paper has always kind of just been like that. Um, that that hot button topic for a mm-hmm. lot of people when it comes to like what brands they invest in. It's like we're, we're a Charmin home, or yeah. you know, we're a Southern, we're a, we're a quilted Northern home, you know. <laughs> and it just it, it it'll it's almost like pineapples on pizza. It's like yeah. it'll it'll bring up some pretty fiery debate as to which brands people are loyal to when yeah. it comes to toilet paper of all things. And and I guess you know, like Wits. you said, it's it's yeah. it's very intimate kind of situation. <laughs> so yeah, it. you're not just gonna use construction paper, you know, no. so you're going to be very um, kind of discerning like. about yeah. you know, what goes down there. Yeah. And that's what they're all there. Like the first thing they're like toilet paper. Like I always buy this time. I was like, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. That's, that, that is very interesting. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I think that just the ability to be in the ability to be influenced like presently by right. so many different things right. allows someone to be like, you know what? I, it doesn't matter if I have this specific type of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, let's let's kind of move into the idea of just like things that influence, that can influence brand loyalty, okay. ads specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it a situation where you, the, the, the conscious consumer, consumer that you are, um, are you more likely to be affected by things like like ads or or even reviews? Reviews for show. Okay. Heavy review were. Never leave a review myself. Never. Wow. Okay. Ne- and honestly, I would like to meet someone who does leave reviews because I've never in my life met a per- like a reviewer. Uh-huh. And like, so where do these reviews come from? That's what I'm saying. Someone's like really like people like put their time into those reviews, mm-hmm. and I almost feel bad. Like I use them, but I don't output them. So I feel like in the future I should put You're out a couple of reviews. To That's the what I'm talking about. And I you I eat them up uh-huh. like ch- chips out of a bag, but I don't like put them out. So just right. personal. I think I should leave a couple of reviews on Amazon. But anywho. Now, does it depend on who's leaving the review? No, most of the time you don't even know. Okay. Like, I will read Amazon reviews. No, I'll read reviews every, anywhere. Let okay. me know what you. What was your personal... Hmm. Let me know. Some people are just salty and you just have to, like, get over those ones. Right. Um, but I def, like, don't ever make an Amazon purchase without reading reviews. And if it is an Amazon project pro- product that is, like, be the first person to review next. Don't want... You don't, you nope. Don't, you don't next. even consider buying next. it? If no one else on Amazon, or you can't even if no one else in the world on Amazon did not buy that product, I'm not going to buy it. Why? Wow. If no one else has? But you could be a pioneer. You could be that maverick that sets the tone. I know, but what if I get screwed? <laughs> <laughs> Which you won't know until you, until you try the product. I uh, know. I'd rather pioneer elsewhere. But anywho, <laughs> restaurants, 
I don't really go to the movies that much, but every time I do, it's a great time. Mm-hmm. I'll read, maybe, but, like, I'm heavily, I won't, yeah, I, I, I read reviews to make purchases. Right. Advertisements. I think advertisements, like, are the initial spark. I don't, actually, you know what? I did see an advertisement last night on Facebook, and I clicked through, and I almost, yeah, Oh, wow. I didn't make the purchase, but it was just because I was on mobile okay. and I wanted to be on desktop to make the purchase. I screenshotted it just so I couldn't later go back <laughs> in. So that was, I was being pulled in wow, for a sure. Facebook ad got you. A Facebook ad got me to click through and like ready for point of purchase, except I was on the wrong platform. So maybe hmm. only set those ads up for people, but then I would have never, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Um, so I mean, I'm definitely influenced by advertisements. I'm very much influenced by reviews. If there's a, if I'm looking at something and positive reviews support that, right, I'll purchase for sure. Um, but I think, like as I mentioned before, like I would be most influenced by another person that I mm-hmm. know or like look up to, even if it's like an. I don't necessarily have to like look up to them, but someone I'm like I follow and I'm interested in their right. like happenings and what they're okay. into. If they like say, "Yo, this is the one," or "This is the company," I'd be like, "Okay, mm-hmm. let's do it. I'll take your word." Um, and back to the collaborations, like if a brand I dig does a collab for something, mm-hmm. I'd probably be more interested in that just because I know what that brand's about or that person's right. about, and I can trust their word. Um, and see, I always categorize the efficacy of certain reviews based on um, expertise. Mm. so say if Anthony Bourdain comes out with his top 15 restaurants that you gotta yeah, see yeah. in New York I'm going to take that <laughs> more seriously than if I'm going uh, to all 15 you know, it's just a, a blogger I who did. just started writing two weeks ago sure you know what I mean even sure. though that per that that blogger might be a native born New Yorker sure um I'm I you know it's it's a matter of just that expertise and just that time-honored experience that's going to trump you know, whatever a new person coming mm-hmm. onto the scene has to say, no matter yeah. how valid their Big their their review might be. Yeah, some with like travel and city stuff. Like, I definitely like to get a scope and feel of like the place that I'm going to before I go. I don't necessarily want to know like exactly everything that I'm doing. So right. I like the aspect of just like discovering. Mm-hmm. But as far like the restaurant things, I'm looking to um, learn more about LA. I don't know anything about. Los Angeles and it's like if you look at city guides with no Amazon reviews because I just recently went through this it's like well how do I know if it's like legit is it Mm -hmm. really tacky things Mm -hmm. that like I don't want to be associated (laughs) with okay so you know like does like the person so like with the restaurant thing like someone who's highly accredited like does someone that's lived in like is someone that lives in a location who speaks about certain topic whether they have just like a little blog do, I don't really know. I'm just kind of thinking in circles. Does a like what your 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 perspective of like a accredited person who's been mm-hmm. around for a long time like if they just like popped into New York City for or like to wherever for a weekend to or like even a week to like find those top things, right. but someone who is like a little dude on a blog has lived there forever and has mm-hmm. had like more time to build up like how do you how can you weigh that and then that's just like yeah. your personal lens like looking through but man if you had some reviews on that blog post you would be able to know if the other new yorkers go with guy a's list or guy b's right, list. so right. all about the reviews so yeah you need to even though there might be someone who may be more prominent 
Yeah. Um, and just the like, the media eye. You, I would still take that review with a little more. It's got to be serious because they have it. weight behind them already. Right. But I would also then go back cross, and cross reference. reference. Yeah. <laughs> I would Excel cross sheet reference. highlight right. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Cross cross reference other reviews yeah. that from people like you said from the you know Joe Schmo who might mm-hmm. be who lived on the block his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of see if there are any parallels that I can draw between yeah. the two. Because it's never just like one set of reviews and, and be and done. done. You know, it's you've got to be able to take a lot of different um, kind of perspectives and, and then kind of draw your own your own conclusion at the end of it. So. But I wanted to kind of talk really briefly about kind of the implications of because we were talking about like just brand loyalty and stickiness, but the implications of cord cutting. Um, and, and the kind of like the uprising of a lot of pay as you go services and yeah. how those kind of play into customer loyalty or brand loyalty. Yeah, I well, I guess I, I mean, Apple Music, I am. It's like pay as you go, mm-hmm. but I'm cutting the cord on that one <laughs> <laughs> and switching over to Spotify okay. relatively soon. OK, Um, I'm not a part of any other. Oh, well, my contacts I have. I get I have Hubble contacts that are pay as you go okay. subscription service to my house. OK. Um, which honestly, I probably, I guess I would be brand loyal then to them Mm because I switch and it it works, but I'm not really a part of too many subscription services, Mm -hmm. but I guess that would affect brand loyalty is like they're, they're like hooking you. Like you, it's, it's not like a contract, but it's almost like a contract. Um, Squarespace, I do pay for mm-hmm. monthly for like my my portfolio and stuff right. like that. So that kind of is the same as, um, I don't know if that equals brand loyalty though, because mm. you can cancel it like whenever. And even then, it's more of like a, it's more of like a yeah. I feel like it's more of like a contract, like a like a deal, like a open-ended promise it's still on your own it's still more or less on your own terms you kind of you pay as you yeah you you see fit but don't you do that with anything anyways like you pay for toothpaste as you need it you're not well yeah i mean there are just certain things that are that are more of a necessity than others like you gotta brush your teeth right? Right, right right but like any it couldn't it could be like um it could be like any product that we've talked about like if it's something that you need, mm-hmm. I guess subscription services typically are like fun. You mm-hmm. typically don't really need those things aside from like. But you're still investing in a brand, whether it's Blue Apron, Netflix, yeah, oh, you know, Warby Parker. Even think about Netflix, right? So it's like it's one of those things where you're st- you're still investing in a because net like Netflix, for example, yeah, Netflix isn't the only thing, only like company that does what Netflix does. Blue Apron isn't the only company that that does what Blue Apron does. Yeah. So you're still making this this conscious choice towards a specific brand even though they might there might be certain other brands that offer very similar services right so you're still making that that yeah, that either some... conscious or subconscious choice to go netflix or go hulu or go yeah. wherever yeah um but i feel like i feel like when you go into a store and you like consciously make the decision without like knowing that it's automatically going to show up on your credit card mm-hmm. There is like more of a sense to brand loyalty, but maybe that's just because I'm not, I don't do a lot of pay as you go. So I don't really know right. like how it feels as right. a consumer. Um, 
I mean, do you, are, are you a part of like subscription service like that where you feel like a specific besides like Netflix or something like that? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the, the only one I can think of, well, I have Google uh, Music or Google Play. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I subscribe to that and uh, Xbox Live mm. as well. Um, and even those two specifically, I will sometimes I'll cancel them mm-hmm. for like a couple months mm-hmm. and then I'll bring them back on if mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, f- feeling a certain you know type of way. Sure. Um, even with title mm-hmm. uh, that uh, the Jay-Z's sure. music service, like I did it. I, I'll, I'll bring it up if I know that there's a specific Something. album that I can't get anywhere else mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, close it out again if I'm just, you know, if it's just Not too yet. much. Um, so, I mean. I think that's what I like most about pay-as-you-go services is you can kind of do it based oh, on like how you're feeling that mm-hmm. month or what your financial status is that yeah. month or whether or not, you know, some a specific service is more important that month, mm-hmm. you know. Cause it's the, like more of a customer. It's very right, customizable right. as opposed to going to a store and like. Yeah, I think the only thing at this point that's pretty much on autopilot that probably won't change for me is Spotify Premium. Mm. Um, because it's just dope. So you <laughs> do have dope. you do have Spotify, Premium yeah, mm-hmm. and Google Play. I do. What's mm-hmm. the difference? Well, mm, <laughs> I have a, I had a really big music library beforehand that I couldn't really like that I really wanted to have access to wherever. Yeah, and Google Play is just perfect for that. Gotcha. Um, so I can just throw I can throw all of my music. Oh, on so there it works like Google Photos it. too. You can just like upload MP3 right. files and it keeps right. the library sweet. Right. Sweet. And it works well with like Google Home and stuff like that, so I can just it's play compatible. my my music library wherever. Cool. So that's kind of the reason why I was with that. Um, but I mean, Spotify Premium is just be- is is great for everything else. Yeah. Just having access. I'm coming to new for stuff. you, Spotify. <laughs> I highly I'll be recommend. There. It. I'll be there soon. I'm, I highly recommend. Yeah, it. I'll be there soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that that was just one one thing I was curious about is whether or not uh, offering a pay as you go service oh great example hbo go all right so hbo for all the kids out there who remember cable like old school (laughs) cable like premium cable like hbo was kind of just like that upper echelon channel that you 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 got if your parents were basically like just loaded Mm. you know you didn't get hbo unless you were rich rich because cable back then was the only option was super expensive um and so not for the longest, I never I never even considered it because I'm like, oh, that's out of my price range. That's not even something that we would you know, think about. And then once HBO Go came onto the scene a couple of years ago, I'm like, whoa, why is this not on my phone fast enough <laughs> kind of thing? Because it was just that option of being able to pay as you go. I think it's like, what, five bucks a month, six bucks a month. Yeah. And you have access to all of these really dope, just like HBO channels. And you, now, you, now you don't feel like the odd man out at work when everybody else is talking about the new Game of Thrones episode. Um and so, yeah, it was just a great example of, like, HBO moving from that corded, like, you have to get this $600 cable package. All up front. Right. To, oh, well, if you're just looking at HBO, why don't you just, you know, try this HBO Go service? Okay, okay. I'm under- I'm with you a little bit See, now. so, it, it, like, so, something like that to where moving, allow, or like, offering a pay-as-you-go kind of service within your larger service offering can mm-hmm. bring in more people than you would have normally if gotten you if were you just, just done like doing a cable one package. Thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think that's a I think that's a great example of like how being a little more nimble with the services you offer and how you offer them well, can can affect brand loyalty yeah, for we'll sure. Get, potentially give you more loyal customers. Exactly. All right. Exactly. I'm with you on that. 
Um, so you mentioned here, uh, I had never heard of this this, really? this company, Brandless. So, so t- tell me about that. Yeah, I don't. I feel like I've seen ads for similar other like companies like this popping mm-hmm. up, but Brandless is the most like predominant one. And Brandless is an online store, and everything is Brandless, and okay. you can buy everything. You can buy food, you can buy washing detergent, you can buy lips, like everything. And everything is, it all looks the same, like it's all clearly one branded, brandless company. Right. And so it's interesting, and everything's like three bucks. Okay. Like really cheap. Huh. Okay. So, um, I mean, I don't know if everything is like three bucks, but it's really, really affordable. Right. And I've never purchased off there, so I have no idea what the quality of it is. But okay. you could buy like a, you know, bag of chips and it's just like brandless chips and like whatever flavor it is, it's just like brandless, sweet, like barbecue, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So by being brandless, they are therefore giving themselves a brand. Like if you go onto the right. website, every single product is packaged in the same way with the same font. Like it's, it is branded. Um, but the idea is that it's, it's not like, I don't know if they, well, I guess they do social advertising because that's like how I saw it, but I don't mm. think that they're doing like big media advertising. Um, kind of like Aldi's. Like Aldi's does no advertising. Okay. So that's why Aldi's like prices are really affordable and they it's all pretty much off-brand stuff. Mm. Nothing, you can't go to Aldi's and buy what you would buy at Publix. Right. So Brandless, I feel like it's kind of trying to do the same thing, but they have branded themselves Brandless and the person who introduced this to me was younger than I was. Okay. So, and they were like, no, we use it. All of our friends use it. So I'm like, okay, so if I don't really feel that brand loyal, like what, how do the kids, you know, below me that aren't maybe yet of like purchasing power age, right. but coming into it. And like, once they get there, how are other companies going to have to react to that? If mm-hmm. no one is like, oh, I'm going to always go to store and I'm always going to buy this specific like thing. Um, if they're shopping on, you know, Amazon-like <laughs> websites where right. everything is brandless. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I had never really heard of this until you had mentioned it just now. And now it makes me kind of think of the No Frills um, mm-hmm. brands from back in the day. Yeah, or like just those nameless, faceless, like, store bot or store um, store brands. Uh, but at the end of the day, even though it, it's, quote, brandless, it so still branded. has its own <laughs> kind of, like, brand identity, so to speak. So yeah, I mean, huh? She's showing me the their uh, Instagram. I haven't actually looked at their right Instagram now. account, but even like their icon huh. doesn't even have a name on it. That's it's very interesting. Every, and you buy okay. And going back to subscription boxes, ah. I don't know if you go in on and like subscribe. I want these items every month, but right. if you go on and like fill your box, like your grocery cart, mm-hmm. with all of these. Because I'm pretty sure they don't have a brick and mortar anywhere. No. Okay. No, no, no. But I mean, you can. Yeah. Uh, it's just there. Yeah, it looks very much like a just generic like like a monthly here yeah. your groceries. Not even groceries, just like I, I like hair everything like for like Febreze, like non-Febreze, Febreze. Right. <laughs> All everything, guys. Okay. Everything. So I I feel like that became a thing and I heard about it from even younger mm-hmm. kids, so that's kind of like what sparked this whole idea of brand loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um and then again like my own personal stance, like I don't really feel brand loyal to anything really. Right. Um so yeah, I guess I'm just I'm I'm interested to see how like the model of consumer changes as younger generations right. who have only ever grown up with Yelp and with Google and with reviews and with social and everything, right. how they, you know, kind of 
interpret their own purchasing power and are they going to stick to specific brands or are they going to be just like let me see what you got and super open i don't know well i think the tide is already shifting um as of late i think i think there it's less about what your brand the service or product your your brand can provide and more so like your brand's stance on certain things yeah i mean we go we talk about we go back to this all the time like and even me saying like, oh, I'd be more likely to buy a pair of hiking boots that REI backs. That's mm-hmm. only because I'm like down with everything REI is already doing. Right, right. So yeah, I think that being people that do have brand loyalty, I don't know about like Tropicana and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but like my brand loyalty to REI or anything like that would be based on this company does things that I agree with and their values. Exactly. So I I definitely think that today brand loyalty is more based on shared values than like the quality of the product because everything's pretty, I feel like everything in the consumer markets reach a certain level of like, I don't know, like there's a standard. Nothing's like, I haven't recently made a a purchase where I've just been like, I can't even, I don't know, like I can't even (laughs) believe this made it this far. Right. I don't feel that way about it. Right. I think uh, I think today's consumer is a lot more discerning than 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 yesterday's consumer when it yeah. comes to the things that they want and what they're looking for out of a brand that's beyond that goes beyond just their product or service. Absolutely. So it'll just be interesting to see how, how all of these things kind of come to a head in the next 5, 10, 15 years and what the next generation, how they're going to perceive brands and how they're going to kind of buy into certain products and certain services and for how long. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like nowadays people are kind of just bouncing, Bounce, yeah. bouncing and, from thing to thing. And, mm-hmm. I re- and even, like, in preparation for this, it said one of the influence of people bouncing from thing to thing or, like, being okay with things bouncing mm-hmm. thing is, like, my, you know, back in the day, people would, like, stick with one company their whole career and, like, that was right. the thing. But now people are more likely to, like, dabble here, dabble over there, start right. their own thing, come back. And people are just, like in general like moving around a little bit more than we ever were so as we make like that pattern in like the work aspect of our life or like the geographical location of where Mm -hmm. we're living that like ultimately maybe reflects the way that we feel about purchasing things or buying into certain products goods brands and just seeing it where it goes embracing embracing the pivot embracing the pivot man the, the theme all right, well, we're going to wrap up this uh, week's episode. Kelsey, thank you as always uh, for for being my right-hand woman uh, on the uh, the mic here. Um, as always, if you have any questions, comments, and concerns, be sure to send them to Provoke. That's P-R-O-V-O-K at evokead.com. And follow us on all of our social media channels to uh, keep up with our contributions to the advertising world. Um, as far as our quotes concerned today, uh, Jeff Bezos is like multi-billionaire. <laughs> Uh, and uh, was CEO of Amazon and yeah. God knows what else. Um, he said, when we see our customers as invited guests to a party and we are the hosts, it is our job every day to make every important aspect of the consumer experience a little better. With that said, y'all take care. Mm-hmm.